the blast from our past network. Codrite! Welcome to Seinfeld, a Seinfeld, a Cartwright podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back because we love this stuff. You love this stuff. And we love Seinfeld. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we also love Cartwright. (laughs) (laughs) And today we are talking The Watch, Season 4, Episode 5, and it originally aired on September 30th, 1992. My man Corey, could you please get out of here? I'm done talking to you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Give us the synopsis. I don't know why I went that round. I'm not that funny. You made me laugh, buddies. That's hey, all that's, that matters. You know what? That's all I try. I don't care about anybody else who listens to this one. As long as I hear that amazing giggle that you got, I'm good to go. <laughs> now I can't stop. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. The watch. All right, guys. The watch. I'm trying to compose myself. Jerry tries to buy his watch back from Uncle Leo to appease his parents. Meanwhile, George pleads with the NBC executive to reconsider their pilot deal. Elaine enlists Kramer to plan a breakup with Dr. Reston. All right. Um, To start off this episode, we actually get a previously on um, that they go over everything from the last episode. This one took forever. And there was actually also another. I remember the previously on from the trip that I hated. And I was like, oh, my God. They, like, took a clip from every freaking scene. You don't need to do that. You just need to hit, like, the major points. But they took forever on it. So uh, whoever their editor is for their previously ons, bad job. As I'm watching their previously on on this one, I can literally hear your voice, like, criticizing (laughs) them based on the other one that you talked about. Yeah, the trip or whatever. Yeah, it had a terrible previously on. Yeah, so they conti- they're they consistent, at least. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, then we get a stand-up bit about gifting. Yeah, yeah, this one's hit or miss. Uh, there's an entire industry of bad gifts, all these executive gifts, and you know what we're talking about. He's like, uh, any stupid, goofy, brass, or wood thingy. He's like, they put a piece of green felt on the bottom, and you're like, hey, it's a, it's a golf desk tie and stress organizer, Dad. But uh, nothing compares to the paperweight as a bad gift. There's a there's no better way to tell someone I refuse to put any thought into this at all, like a paperweight. <laughs> We's like, where are people working that papers just blow off their desk? Are they just like screwed to the back of a flatbed truck going down the highway? Are they typing in a crow's nest of a clipper ship? What do you need a paperweight for? <laughs> I thought it was yeah, I agreed. It was fine. Yeah, it's fine. fine. It was fine, and and I I feel the same way. What is the yeah. point of a paperweight? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually seen a paperweight used, you know, for legitimate purposes, <laughs> other than it's mostly just decoration. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. And it's usually like like your kid painted on a rock and say it says yeah. dad, and then that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. All right. So we continue right at the dinner where we left off on the last episode. Jerry, uh, at one point, he kind of checks out this waitress there, uh, and Helen, like, obviously immediately notices it, and then they have this fight about how pretty she is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm with Jerry. She's attractive, 
But she's not she's not beautiful. She yeah. is attractive though. Yeah. She's yeah, she's, yeah. she's she's fine. She's she's pretty woman. But I mean like like Mrs. Seinfeld was like saying she's like Cindy Crawford or something. Like yeah. come on, come on now. Settle <laughs> settle down, Mrs. Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> and I love I love Uncle Leo's response to the whole thing. He's like he's just eating. He's like, "Nah, she's okay." <laughs> yeah. That's that's about right. Yeah. Uh all right, Morty he, you know, they have some conversation about the whole watch. It just it seems a little bit, I don't know, coincidental, a little bit interesting right now to them, uh, where Morty feels this thing is a whole bit suspicious, um, but he hasn't figured out. He hasn't put two and two together right now. Susan tells George, I'm going to say that again. I actually wrote down Susan properly. I have no idea what the fuck I had it as Carol last time. <laughs> and then, right. by the way, that might have been cut from the last episode, but there was this whole five minutes where where Adam and I were scrambling offline to because he called Susan Carroll and for some reason it sounded right to both of us yeah. and we were both like wait a minute and we went down this like mental rabbit hole of of mm. madness trying to figure out what her real what her name was right so we IMD beat it but yeah in, in case you didn't in case I cut that from that episode uh, yeah uh, all right so Susan tells George that Russell was upset uh, and now he's just done, and he doesn't want to deal with the pilot anymore. Uh, George immediately folds into the whiny baby, you know, that we knew he would become. Mm-hmm. My issue with this, because these episodes were split up, I felt that I was denied a real proper, like, buildup of cocky George and then a crumble. Even I, I watched them back to back pretty quickly. Of course, I was doing my notes and things like that, but... When you don't get it in the same episode, when you don't get it in like proper su- succession, and this was actually split up between a week on the re- on you know back in the day in ninety two, that you you need to see cocky George right before and then fall immediately because we had a whole like a literal mental separation because it's a different episode. It didn't feel as satisfying to see that fall for me. I don't want to say that I gr- agree with you one hundred percent. But you, yeah. But I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's it's. And now this whole episode, he's going to be like defeated, George. Which I mm. mean, again, I don't love that George either. I just, you have you have to have one to well, make the other better and more funny. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah. yeah, and I didn't even think about to look at it as a standalone thing because, like you, we we watched both of these. Back to back, you know, to, and we're recording them back to back. It just sort of happened that that this is the the way it sort of fell out that way. But at the same time, I'm still like, I'm missing that. I'm missing mm-hmm. that cockiness to make the fall better. To me, it really points to the fact that this should have been another hour long yeah. episode, similar to the pitch. Just yeah, a full hour. Just don't even yep. break it up into two episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Elaine has Kramer act like her boyfriend. Um, you know, they're kind of they're practicing before he goes and uh, talks to the psychiatrist. Is this the best look at Kramer's apartment at the inside of Kramer's apartment that we've seen so far? Were we at his? Were we not at her apartment? Do no, we know his. which one? That's his. I mean, we... oh, I mean, that can't be Elaine's. It was. <laughs> I don't know. It I was. Didn't, I didn't... It was so full of crap. I mean, it was all full of like like stuff. It was a hoarder's apartment. Uh, it, was, it was not Elaine's apartment. It was Kramer's. Okay. All right. I, I, for some reason, I didn't pay much attention to the apartment and the and the bedroom. Okay. 
uh, I, I thought it could have been either. I didn't really, I didn't really even look around. It didn't, it didn't cross my mind at all. Yeah, it was definitely not a woman's bedroom, that's for sure, or a woman's apartment, that's well, for sure. I mean, the last time, or one, of, not the last time, but one of the times we saw inside her apartment, she had a lot of jungle things going on. I granted that was with her roommate and other stuff like that, uh, I, and there were dishes, there were dishes all up in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Elaine's roommate. Are we going to get her back? Uh, Siobhan Fallon, she appears, I think, again, but. Yeah, I think I think so cuz doesn't she hasn't like fully left her apartment yet yet to our knowledge she's still living with her, right? Yeah, I yes, I think so. And I I'm I, pretty sure they they have a falling out at one point and we're going to get her sometime. Okay. And that's essentially probably when they write her off the show, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> well, did you? I love how Elaine was like. Kramer's like, all right, how many times a week do we have sex? And Elaine's like, Elaine's like five times a week. Kramer's like, whoa, like, yeah. And even yeah. I was like, whoa, oh, God, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like those funny questions, you know, where he's talking about that, uh, their their <laughs> intimacy levels and things like that. And five times a week. Well, I mean, granted, they are just brand new. You know, they're just getting started. I can kind of see that if they'd only been really just starting dating. Yeah, that's that's about maybe about right early, early on. Um, it stops. It doesn't stop. I don't want to be like that classic. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get married, like <laughs> that's I, not the case. Yeah, I know. I know. But I do love how Kramer's characters like she she's trying to like tell him more stuff. He's like, oh, no, I know everything I need to know yeah. <laughs> and what I'm going to say at this point. Like, I yeah. I enjoyed that. Like, I liked how Kramer even like cued in on that. And I, <laughs> he was like, no, no, I got this now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. I, I do like uh Kramer in this scene he's yeah. pretty decent there yeah so uh so Elaine goes and talks to her psychiatrist on the phone and the whole thing ends up you know talking to Kramer trying to get him to you know end this whole thing but this guy because he's a Svengali mm-hmm. uh you know he can push his way and he ends up basically you know, talking to Kramer into we're going to meet in person and yeah. discuss. And, so. and and it's a great scene. Like, I like Michael Richards does a good job of, like, you can tell he's, like, owning the conversation. Then all of a sudden he's like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, okay. Let me, yeah. Oh, well, let me grab a piece of paper. You know, like, you can tell mm-hmm. when the conversation goes downhill for him. And he just – that's all Michael Richards right there. And yeah. I think he does a great job. I agree. He does a very good job here. Um the pretty lady from earlier, the not beautiful but pretty lady from earlier, it flirts with Jerry like very blatantly uh, at the table, and he just doesn't reciprocate. <laughs> it's just pretty sad. I yeah. just felt kind of felt bad for her right there. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the check comes, and the Seinfelds and Jerry fight about picking up the check, which is ridiculous because Morty doesn't even have his wallet right now. But he's so like, this to me. This was asshole Morty again. I was pissed off at Morty at this situation because it's just like, why the fuck is he so passionate about not he, – he said, he said, I can't have Jerry pay for me. Like, why? What the fuck? Your ego is so fucking big that you can't dare let your son – buy you a fucking meal like that pissed me off yeah i mean it didn't piss me off as much because i could totally see my dad doing something like that and it's like this this old dad idea that like you you always have to be in charge and everything and and so like it didn't piss me off yeah, it's, but it's a, a fucking testosterone yeah, kick man but it's a it's a whole it's a, it's a domination thing and yeah. i think it's bullshit 
Yeah, I mean, it didn't piss me off, but at the same time, I liked how Jerry. I actually liked how Jerry handled it. He was like, "All right, fine, fuck it. Yeah, you you yeah. figure out how you're going to pay for this. I I was going to pay for it, but you figure mm-hmm. it out now." And then I like when he leaves, and Morty's like, "How are we going to pay for this?" I liked yeah. that. I'm glad they gave us that because if they didn't give us that, Morty would have looked like a dick. But I like that they gave mm-hmm. us that little reaction from Morty when you when Jerry walked away of him acknowledging, "Oh crap, how am I going to pay this?" At least it shows that Morty is at least a. Sm- Midge aware of what he's doing but i mean yeah. i do i do feel what you're saying but it didn't bug me as much okay uh jerry goes to the bathroom to confront leo and he starts to offer to buy the watch right here we see we cut to we're gonna get a bunch of cutting back and forth um but i just kind of go from scene to scene this isn't it's, it's much later in the episode though okay. where you kind of get quick scene quick scene quick yeah. scene um but you know these scenes are all none of them play out fully they all kind of uh you know, are, are cut in, in, into sections here. So, uh, George goes to Russell's apartment complex. Uh, he, you know, being begging, whining, George, he begs to go see him up. And like, with these episodes, like part of me is I'm like, wait a minute, which one's the one where he sees the cleavage? Is the cleavage coming yet? <laughs> I'm ready for cleavage, <laughs> but, yeah. I, but it's not yet. It's not, it's not yet. <laughs> you, Granted, that's, that's gross to say that knowing that, <laughs> Yeah, yeah I know. The actress I mean, was not though. Yeah, I know. The actress was was not. We'll, we'll but, wait. Yeah. We'll wait. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We've got that. That'll be coming up. I'm sure soon. Um, but you, you you did get a a nice pair of legs though. That that that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I do so, like how how they had the same set for uh, mm. Dal Ripple's you know apartment later and everything. But but my thing is so so we kind of I think we kind of glossed over. It, but George got his got the address because from Susan's day planner that he fought with her in in the car. And so so it ends on the scene of like him grabbing for it and them fighting it. Yes, yada, yada, funny. It's funny, yada, yada. But then now it's like, OK, so clearly he got it. How yeah. did that happen? Did he like grab it, run out of the car, tear out that piece of paper, and then moving forward, why would they even be together after they fight mm-hmm. over that? You know, I was Agreed. like, yeah, it was like it was one of those things where it was like that was a it was a TV thing, and we're supposed to just like not think about it. But I was like, man, like you only started dating this like Susan, you've only been dating this guy for like a week or so. Your dad's like giving you cigars to give to the guy. He's stealing your day planner to go fuck with your boss. Like, why would you stay with this guy after yeah. this? And she, I mean, she knows about it. Exactly. He had to have ripped it from her hands. Yeah. What she sees in George, man, I just don't freaking get. Yeah. What she sees in George is sitcom writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a writer. <laughs> I, I was more meaning like. I yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So we get a quick little scene of uh, Morty trying to, like, talk his way out with of the owner. Like, oh, hey, I'll, I'll pay you later. I promise. Um, which of course doesn't work. Uh, George interrupts the dinner with uh, uh, Cynthia, is who he's whoever this random person is. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like funny George. He's trying to you know relate, or he's like, oh, is, is that veal shit like that? And he's like, no, it's not veal. Like you know, George is trying to get on his good side somehow. It's not really working. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, George kind of talks himself into a corner and he keeps going down on pricing and down on pricing until Russell eventually agrees. Instead of $13,000, he agrees to 
$100,000 for their pilot to write the pilot. Yes, yes, which is, wow, sad. (laughs) So, so very, very sad. But, I mean, I guess it's still a win in the end because George got it made, but they lost five grand on it, sadly. Uh, Yeah. Which, anyway, so I I guess I'll say it now because I don't want to forget it. Uh, George, like, Jerry should get the amount that he was always going to get, and then George should take the, the lesser oh, George, amount. You know George what I mean? George would never accept that. I man. know, That'd I know. Ridiculous. I know. Yeah. So uh, that would that would get Jerry six six and a half thousand, and and uh, George would get 1.5? No way. I know, but, <laughs> but I mean, that's karma, Kramer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throwback. <laughs> I can do throwbacks, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, you can uh jerry and leo eventually agree on 350 dollars for the watch um but just as these jerry's about to pay morty walks in yeah all right then hard cut to we're at the psychiatrist's office kramer and uh, the psychiatrist are talking elaine's just kind of randomly standing by a payphone um I don't know. I guess she's just kind of waiting outside. Yeah, to she's, kind of, just, yeah she's waiting for him and everything. Yeah. And I, I, we, I did like the one thing that I mean, because there's so many quick back and forths. I mm-hmm. do. I did like the one little comment that Kramer made when they got to the uh, the door of that building. He's like, "What's the deal with this building? Like, because it's kind of at a weird diagonal, but then the door's kind of yeah. at a different angle." And he's like, "This is architecturally wrong, basically. Yeah, architecturally like, unsound. I can't yeah. remember, <laughs> I but like, it is. It's one of those little lines that just comes out of nowhere. But they do them in Seinfeld." very often but uh, but very well yeah yeah i was like oh that was just a, it just made that little scene funny i was like ah that, eh, that's funny good job Kramer. Yeah. yeah yep um joe davola walks by he's just singing a song and then uh she just randomly joins in and they're just like flirting yeah. hard yeah and, and joe davola sans wedding band like he was wearing a couple episodes ah. ago when so I knew to look for it this time. I, I knew to look for it. He did something with his left hand. There was no wedding band on it. So the question is, did Joe Davola kill his wife or was that just a TV mistake? You know, <laughs> killed his wife. Done. She's, yeah. uh, she's yeah. in pieces in his freezer right now. I, I But I will say this. I will say this. Her and Joe Davola did have chemistry right here. Like I oh, was yeah. like I was like, yeah, Joe has got a little uh, got a little chemistry going on, you know? Yeah. He had some cute quick responses yeah, to her. Yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> he yeah. was he's on his meds. He's feeling good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh all right, so Kramer and the psych are uh, they share a cigar. Um yeah, some some little bit of Michael Richards physical comedy in there. I thought it was okay. I didn't think yeah. it was great. Yeah, I um, thought it was a, I th- actually I thought it was a little unnecessary Forced. when he burned the 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 paper it's like you yeah. don't need to give kramer something zany to do every single scene but mm-hmm. my gut's kind of telling me this season they're gonna figure it's that a, out yeah. like like they're gonna start testing the waters of like how zany they want to make kramer and yeah I, I always think that you gotta get a little bit of realism just a smid you gotta give kramer a little bit of realism to make him sort of inhabit this world and yeah mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm with you i was like okay it was funny enough but I, it wasn't i felt like it didn't wasn't necessary at all yeah uh but at the end of really their conversation with kramer and the psychiatrist he's apparently basically as creepy as it sounds he's back in control of elaine and it's just like uh yeah it doesn't doesn't feel right yeah he's like a master manipulator some would call yep. him a svenjali 
Svengali. <laughs> What's a Svengali? <laughs> I feel I'm having I'm getting shades and flashbacks of uh, on the wagon, off the wagon. Again. Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> you keep sending me like anytime you see David Naughton on anything, you send it to me, and you just like you're like, is he on the wagon? Or is he on the wagon? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weekly occurrence right now. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay, I got it. I know, I know. But it's 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 a way for me to tell you that I'm thinking about you. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Elaine gives Crazy Joe Davola her number, um, and Jerry gets sim- sim- simultaneously. Jerry gets the number from that attractive lady, but as he kind of tells this fish joke, uh, and he walks out. She gives a very Fran Drescher, the nanny, or or who was that lady from? Yeah, yeah um, nanny. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. oh, oh, um, oh, the one from Friends, uh, Janice. The, the Janice, Janice, yeah, yeah, that kind of a laugh. And he just, I do like, you know, that he walks off, but he hears it, and he kind of like has to peek back out, like, <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> and that was good. So. Yeah, I liked, I liked that one. And since I was watching it with subtitles on, as I'm wont to do, it said brain nasal laughter brain b-r-a-y-i-n-g and i was like huh okay let me check that out brain is loud and harshly like and it's specifically a laugh laugh loud and harshly so brain i was like oh i literally learned something while watching the subtitles on this episode that's an sat word right there that really is i felt like somebody had fun with that actually you know what i have the most fun side note of seeing on subtitles seeing what they say about sounds and like what Mm -hmm. what word they use to describe like sounds and stuff yeah yeah because i mean when Kramer makes his little noises, he, he did his Italian or when he did his Spanish um, recently. Yeah. You, yeah said, Spanish, you said he had made up Spanish. Yeah. So last episode, it says mimicking Spanish. But a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. prior, it sounded like That's, gibberish again. But it said speaking Italian. Speaking Italian. So yeah. m- maybe Michael Richards actually yeah. knows Italian well enough to well enough to say it, well, but also kind of like gibberish it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But yeah, exactly. But maybe maybe meaning maybe maybe Kramer knows yeah. Italian of whatnot. But. Uh, yeah, you kind of get a little extra something that you don't get from mm-hmm. you know watching it with me. I don't watch it with the with the subtitles. Well, and, and and just a real quick callback to the limousine episode. The mm-hmm. subtitle actually made the fiddler on the roof joke. Like when George was whistling the fiddler on the roof, that oh, made that joke yeah. actually work because I didn't know that. And it said George whistling fiddler on the roof, and and mm-hmm. it made the whole joke yep. work because of it. So I've said it before, and I, I think you kind of attest to this. But guys, watch it with subtitles on it actually kind of adds another layer to it yeah yes i mean i guess you know what consider it kind of like a, a director's you know sometimes you a director's commentary yep. it's just a different way to enjoy the same content yep. good call good call okay all right uh as kramer leaves the psych joe davola goes in they kind of luckily miss each other because we know they have history he got kicked in the head granted kramer's not wearing the bandage at all in this episode he had it on literally the same day because we start or maybe it was the day before um, because we're on like basically the same time frame here because we started at the very end of that last episode. So, uh, but I guess it's just done with it. I don't think we're going to get any more of the the head kick stuff at all. Well, uh, and, I think that's just kind of done. And like it's like we established. Uh, I think you said it the last episode, which is the first part to this episode, was a week after. So, does do you still wear bandages for like a week after? You know, like. Like a wound? Well, especially if it's like a just a bruise. Yeah. You know? A yeah. kick to the head, he he 
got a, a bruise at most, but he was wearing a helmet, so he's probably not even all that badly bruised. Yeah. And you don't really wear a bandage like that for a, unless it really broke the skin, which I don't think we saw at all from previous time with yeah. him. I don't remember. I, I think I think the bottom line takeaway is that it was completely unnecessary, but they did it to try yeah. to keep it tied in with that whole crazy Joe DiVola yeah, thing. Exactly. They're just trying to foreshadow Joe DiVola is coming up at some point. Yeah. Let, let me mention him early, and then you're going to see him later and just be like, oh, yeah, Joe DiVola. Just kind of get him in your head early. Yeah, yeah. So. And I, the only thing else I'll add to this little scene here is uh, <laughs> God bless 1992 when you could smoke cigars in an elevator. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, except for unless you're, uh, what was it, Raga? Or, uh, who, oh, who yeah. Who was smoking yeah, in a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had to get, that did not go well for her. No, and we, uh, hate, and we hated her. <laughs> yeah, we hated her. All right. So uh Kramer gets gets down with a to a lane, you know, outside. Uh we get this all I did not care for this camera move up to this window and having the conversation of the psychiatrist and Joe Devola kind of briefly talking about like, oh, I just met this new woman. It just it didn't feel Seinfeld. It's like I'm waiting like cut inside the window. What the fuck are we waiting on? And we didn't get it. Nope. I didn't like it. Nope. Agreed. 100%. <laughs> Mark yeah. that one off on the box. 100%. Yeah. All right. And then we get, I mean, this felt really late in the episode. Yeah. I and then, this... and then we get a stand-up bit, and I was like, oh, wait, we're at the end, I guess. Yeah, I but thought this was not, the... not the case. I thought it was the final stand-up, but there was yeah. only five minutes left in the episode. I was like, oh, oh uh-huh. okay, here we go. <laughs> Bring it on. And so he goes, uh, how come with the psychiatrist, every the hour is only 50 minutes? He's like, why, why do, he's mm. He's like, what do they do with the 10 minutes they have left? Do they just like sit there going, boy, that guy was crazy. I couldn't believe the things he was saying. Woo, what a nut. Who's coming up next? Oh, my God, another head case. And that's kind of how it ended. Yeah, it was, it was me. Yeah, Un- was unnecessary me. and late in the game. Yeah, they just shouldn't have had it. They should have. They should have gone from that and cut to the apartment. Yeah, it, it almost felt like a contract like obligation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so at the apartment, the Seinfelds are packing up, getting ready to leave. George comes in. He tells them they got a deal. Yay, they got a deal, but it's for much less money. Uh, Jerry blasts him. I like we get a Bizarro World reference. Yes, yes. it's Dude, it feels like forever that we've got yeah. a comic book reference. I feel like they've they've pulled back on the comic book references this season. But, uh, yeah. dude, that, that's my only note here. I was like, yes, another comic book reference. Awesome. And I love it because he says, you know, that I guess that's how they negotiate in Bizarro World, which is mm-hmm. like backwards. But I love it. And I, I love the fact – I love the fact that, that he doesn't expect you – I, I guess I should say he doesn't try to like explain the joke or the writers don't. They just expect you to understand what bizarro world means. And I yep. like that. I'm, I think that's awesome. That's the kind of shit that I like Seinfeld for when they don't like pander to the audience, when they don't explain it. I feel like when you do fucking flashbacks, that's pandering to the audience that wasn't paying attention, you know, in the previous episode. But this one, like the bizarro joke, that is perfect. That's a perfect example of what I love about Seinfeld. Yeah, fair enough. Even if it is a reference that I don't get, like I've never heard of Svengali before, right? But I I got it from the context, and most of the time they they you have enough context to understand that oh I'm supposed to laugh right now, yeah. And so I I laugh even if I don't get some of their jokes um, where they're referencing things but like this one I obviously do get because I'm a nerd. Um, but yeah, I mean these are these are these are the kind of things that 
you know, made that whole, oh, there's a Superman reference in every single episode, which is not, I mean, us watching it, certainly not true yeah. as, as we've been watching, but it is nice to see when they pop up. It I is. do like it. it yeah, yeah it, it, it does. And it just brings, it hammers home when I was a kid watching this, I was like, oh crap, like, like a sitcom actually knows shit that I know, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. comic book stuff. It was like, that's how I related to it. And it's just, it's so awesome. I love it when they pepper those in, but I also love that they don't overdo it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like any. iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. This Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Bugs. What's up, guys? I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time. That's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers. So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are cool. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean. Uh, This isn't a full episode, this is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. And now, back to the show. Uh, All right, so Jerry got Morty a wallet. That's a really nice gift. It's a cute gift for his dad because he lost a wallet. Very nice. Um, We get, again, uh, you know, as as she's kind of walking away, Helen gives her, how could anybody not like you line? Like, that's just, that's her line for when it comes to her, her beloved little little jerry uh the seinfelds you know are making their way out jerry explains to george that he left four hundred dollars in the wallet as a gift because his dad was you know he's too stubborn to take the money and so this was his way to do it cut to the seinfelds the wallet is velcro so we finally kind of get something back that he okay he hates velcro this is why um i liked i appreciated that part and he throws the wallet away and of course, who sees it in the trash? Just like he saw the wall, the watch in the trash. Uh, Uncle Leo 
picks up the wallet, and now we know that he got an extra 400 bucks. You would think that Jerry knows his dad hates Velcro, but I guess, I don't know. I probably I probably don't know everything about my dad, all the things he, he likes and dislikes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, you know, Jerry should probably know this, I... I but at the same time, I don't know what my dad likes or dislikes because yeah. because I'm an asshole son. <laughs> but also just like Jerry usually gets nice gifts for his dad and a Velcro wallet in any form is not a nice gift. I've never seen a good Velcro wallet. And Jerry usually he Jerry he usually tries to get his dad. Some, I mean, he buys him a fucking Cadillac. Yeah. You know, he 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 does get him some good stuff. Um, but he he got him. It just felt out of character for him to buy him a cheap wallet like that. Yeah, no, you're right. They're Velcro. If anything, it never screams expensive. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> very true. Uh, all right, and then we end with a stand-up bit on the differences between wallets uh, of men and, and women. Yeah, and <laughs> this one is completely out of date. Yeah. So the main difference between the women's wallet and the men's wallet is the photo section. Women carry with them a photo of every person they've ever met in their whole life since the beginning of time. And every picture is out of date. He's like, hey, here's my cousin. She's three years old, but she's in the Marines now. Side note, good job for Jerry for saying that, you know, uh, back in 92 that a woman was in the Marines. Bravo to him. Um, He's like, uh, you get stopped by a cop, uh, no license, no registration, but there's 56 people in here that know me. Cop's like, all right, ma'am, just wanted to make sure you have friends. Move along. He's like, (laughs) routine pal check. (laughs) I was like, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where, yeah, at the time, I think at the time it was obviously it was a lot more relatable at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the overall joke was uh, lame. But I liked the yeah. ending of it. I liked the like how he the cop thing. He's like ah, you know, routine pal check. I was like, okay. I feel like he at least stuck the landing with this one. You know, like but yeah. but he didn't do anything exciting with it. Truthfully, yeah, yeah, it's uh, very mediocre for me. Yeah, yeah. So. so, okay, well, since you kicked off the last one, mm-hmm. I'll do my final thoughts on this one. So, as I mentioned in the last one, I liked this one a little bit less, and it seems to me that's kind of my feeling on these two parters. I feel like at least the last one we saw with, like, Newman and stuff, like, the second part, the second half, it's it's all a bunch of quick scenes. It's like they're wrapping mm-hmm. up all the stuff, and I don't know if, if having these two episodes as one episode would make that any better or not but I just I don't like the way these kind of sit now there's a lot of stuff I you know I do like about the episode there there's a like the last one there's a bunch of enjoyable little moments here and there but the whole does not you know equal the sum of its parts I don't think personally which is which I just really feel bad about because I love the Seinfelds. We were waiting for the Seinfelds to come back. I was excited to see the Seinfelds, but when, when like that luster of the Seinfelds sort of like wore off, and I was like, okay, cool. But what is really happening in this episode? And in talking to you about it, I'm like, man, god damn it! It's just it's not as strong as I wanted it to be when I first fired up. Uh, the the wallet yesterday, you know what I mean? Like last week, the, the 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 first episode prior to that, when I saw the Seinfelds, I was like, "This is it. We're in for a great ride." And to be truthful with you, we're in for just a kind of a mediocre ride. It's 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 not the best. So honestly, I would give this two point five broken watches out of five. I'm happy to see a couple things close out. You know that that were kind of set up in the first one. 
like Georgia's fall. I didn't care how it was done. I felt like maybe it should have, they should have given him a little bit more time to be cocky in this one. Let him stay cocky. Let me get reminded about his cockiness. Hate it. And then him fall. But the first scene we saw him, he immediately fell to shit. Like he didn't even really get a good, you know, really good cocky time in there. And so I didn't, I didn't feel validated with that. You know, it didn't, that didn't work out for me as well as it should have the Velcro thing. I'm glad it finally actually made sense. Uh, you know, that they, that they had that. I'm glad Kramer bringing up Joe Davola actually made sense because they brought him back, but we're still left with the psychiatrist and Elaine that wasn't resolved. I wanted that to be resolved. I don't like this guy. I fucking hate this guy. Honestly. Um, now she's potentially starting a relationship with Joe Davola. Okay. So we're going to get some stuff going on, which is fine. That will, you know, we'll get that down the line. I'm sure it'll, it'll, it'll clear up, but in a two-parter like this, I feel like I should be left a little bit more gratified than I was. So overall, I was pretty disappointed with this one. Um, most of like even the setups that we got did not have good enough payoffs. They just it just missed the mark. You know, they didn't they didn't really swing for the fences with this one either. It just felt mostly there as a Seinfeld episode, and just there is not as good as what Seinfeld can do. Uh, and so I thought this was right on par with the f- first episode. So I gave it two out of five, not veal dinners. <laughs> good one. <'Cause> that's- <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out what I was going to uh, equate it to. Um, but yeah, man, like, like, you know, what would have been nice is if you saw George take some kind of a hit in the previous, like cocky George take a hit in the mm. previous episode, just a small one, you know, just to give a little yeah. bit of satisfaction and then have him still be a smidge cocky in this episode. And, yeah, the, you and know, like, it's, oh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. just too much of a, of a, of a, of like a cut, like an, an abrupt cut, mm-hmm. like one episode is this way, one episode is that way. Yeah, very much. And, and honestly, like we, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I love George. I love George, but mm-hmm. I hate this version <laughs> of George. And I hate these two episodes with George. I hate everything he does. Now, one would say, hey, no one's perfect. And, you know, Pete just George is just a person. Sometimes you like him, sometimes you don't. And I'm like, yeah, I, I agree. But, like, man, he's a real fucking piece of shit in these, these two episodes, man. And yeah. Jerry gives George a lot of fucking slack, dude. Like, mm-hmm, seriously. Like. I mean, it's weird because I always say that I love Jerry's laissez-faire attitude and devil may care. But like at the same time, get a little fucking pissed at George, man. Like, you know what I mean? He he puts way too much trust in that guy. Jerry is actually in this industry. You know, he is a success in this industry. He earned that pilot and he just lets George just kind of walk over him and and take over the whole stuff. And it is. He's just he's too damn laissez-faire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they lean too far into one direction for him. I'm yeah. I am curious, like how much you know this had to do in reality with with mm. uh, Larry David and stuff and everything. But honestly, I, I couldn't find anything online, any behind the scenes stuff on it. And I I kind of feel sometimes that that's telling about episodes mm. that we don't necessarily love. Sometimes they don't have any behind the scenes on them because yeah. there's just there, I guess there's nothing Not there. But it, there seems to be a correlation sometimes with episodes that we don't love that there don't seem to be that much behind the scenes stuff about yeah. them. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'm happy that Elaine is back. Like. 
I'm, I'm happy she's back. I'm happy that at this point moving forward, essentially the gang is kind of all together this season because they're all there. But yeah, yeah man, yeah. like like this was 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 weird. And then you know we talked about it last week, but let's just readdress it again now. So essentially, so far in season four, it's three one-hour episodes are the first three episodes essentially, and mm-hmm. that's just weird to me. Yeah, and I mean to further recap. We absolutely hated the first two-parter. We did not care for this most recent one. And then we fucking loved the middle one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're all it is, the place. It, It's a fucking roller coaster right now this season, man. <laughs> I know. I know. So far, this fucking season is a goddamn <laughs> roller coaster for better or worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I am excited to see where it goes. But uh, until then, my man, Adam, where can we find you online, buddy? Well, you can find me all over the BFOP network. Obviously, I'm here talking with you on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. I also have uh, the Blast From Our Past podcast with I Do With My Brother. We talk all things nostalgia, movie, TV shows, um, album reviews, whatever you want nostalgia. Top list. We talk about it. Yes, top ten lists. We have a good time doing all of that. And just recently, just this week, in fact, we have released our first episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown, which is a by-the-decade 70s, 80s, and 90s nostalgic trivia challenge between uh, two contestants head-to-head. We hope you, I hope you guys check it out. It should be on any podcast platform that you are listening. Whatever you listen to Cartwright on, hopefully, I believe you should be able to listen to Throwback Trivia Takedown. So please check it out if you like trivia. Uh, I hope you'll enjoy it and uh, consider checking out the Patreon for both Cartwright and maybe that one if you want to be on the trivia podcast at some point. So (laughs) to plug all the Patreons. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. And let me quickly plug um, our network website. If you ever have any doubt as to like, you know, what podcatcher we're on or whatever, just go over to www.bfopnetwork.com. That is bfopnetwork.com. And you can basically, you know, we have individual pages for every single podcast with links to all the podcatchers for each podcast. So you can find Adam's Trivia one there. You can find Podcasting After Dark. You can find Friday Five, Talking Back, Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, every single podcast in our network, Blast From Our Past, those guys over there at the BFOPnetwork.com. That's BFOPnetwork.com. BFOP! BFOP! And, uh... (laughs) And if you guys uh, are looking for our back catalog, if you're curious as to where our show archive actually is, you can find every single episode of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, from episode Seinfeld episode one, the pilot, all the way to current, every single one, seasons one, two, three, four, yada, 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 all at Patreon for $1 a month at patreon.com slash Cartwright. That is patreon.com slash Cartwright for $1 a month. And of course, that link is also in the show notes. So please go and check it out, as well as the bfopnetwork.com link. So you can find all of that stuff all in our show notes. So please check it out. And we will catch you guys next week with a brand new episode of Seinfeld. And you guys know when I don't know what episode's coming when I just say that. (laughs) I'm excited for the next episode because there's a classic stuff going on in the next one. It's The Bubble Boy. Oh my!
<laughs> which is very appropriate for the, the day and age we're living in yeah. right now. Yep. So I'm excited to get into that and see how it compares to 2020. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll catch you all next week. everybody i'm Corey, and i'm zach and we're the hosts of podcasting after dark a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s often found on hbo and cinemax you know the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid you can find us every other week on apple podcasts spotify podbean and stitcher this is what you want this is what you get <laughs>